The following is a production of Galactic Netcasts. Hello, and welcome to another How to Survive podcast. Last time, we spoke about surviving a zombie apocalypse. But what if we are not as lucky as that to have an undead uprising? What if we have something terrifying? Something man-made? Something like a nuclear detonation? Now, if that happened, we would need to first spot the nuclear detonation. Now, this is not as straightforward as it seems. The detonation might not occur close to where you are, but the fallout and resulting pollution may do. So with this in mind, we need to turn to science. Where it is not obvious on where this is happening, the government will send up a sniffer plane. This plane has external flow-through devices to collect particles. It has air samplers. It has the technology to analyse and provide results in real time. If radioactive particles are present in the air, it is known immediately. However, you may need to actually survive a detonation. You may be unfortunate enough to be closer to the target and you actually need to know how to survive. The best advice for surviving a nuclear blast is to be somewhere else when it goes off. This is not always possible and in which case you will need a shelter you should go to the nearest and most protective building and stay there for 24 hours unless told to evacuate sooner. This isn't bad advice if your immediate shelter is the basement of a more or less intact house. This can reduce radiation levels by a factor of 10 or so. In the end, the better shelter will offset your brief exposure to higher levels of radiation. You should have a prepper kit on standby. Your first step in the preparation stage is to store enough food for at least 48 hours. This is the minimum. However, the more food you have, then the greater your survival chances. Make sure that you have plenty of non-perishable food. This list could be long but you should concentrate on the basics of wheat and rice, sugar, canned food, dried food, pasta. Along with this food, make sure you can open them and consume them. For example, if you have canned food, prepare a can opener. If you have dried food, you will need warm water to render it edible. You may need to store a compact stove so that you can boil water, as well as water purifying tablets. Of course, these have not been tested for nuclear contamination, but as long as you have at least one gallon of water a day per person, you should be able to survive for a brief time. It would also be handy to have an analog radio and spare batteries 
so that you are capable of receiving broadcasts from your local government. How should you dress? Well, as nice as it would be to have a specialist protective suit, it would be pretty much wasted if you couldn't decontaminate it. Although, as a basic rule, you should keep exposed skin to a minimum. You would need something hard-wearing and flexible. It doesn't actually matter what it looks like. There are no fashion shows during total nuclear annihilation. I have a few views on this, and I actually think something akin to the S&M motif would be a popular choice. Leather keeps you warm and tends to be quite durable. It is easy to clean. If you combined this with sports gear and goggles, you would have some sort of hybrid steampunk look. Just don't forget to accessorise with a bat or a hammer. You would need to watch out for nerdy wells. It may be worth you preparing your home. According to secretsofsurvival.com, you should build a fallout room. A fallout room should be as safe as possible. It would be smart to have this within your own home, as it may be dangerous to leave. Your fallout chamber should be away from outside walls. If you have a cellar or basement, this would be ideal. You might need extra storage or reinforcement if you plan to stay longer. Don't confuse this step with surviving the detonation. This prepped home is designed to be your new home until the all clear has been sounded. Of course, you may need to venture out onto the road. Now, if you do venture out, then you need to be mindful of the weather. You don't want the peril of extra fallout, and for heaven's sake, keep a watchful eye out for raiders. Always go in pairs. This might be the ideal time to start cycling. Even if a car started, it would have that many contaminates blowing through the vents. I would tell you now that cars are best to be avoided. Of course, you could assemble a group. What better time to form a community? What better way to win the day? Of course, choose wisely. Whilst it's nice to be nice, it could be a costly mistake to include selfish people. You may need to deal with radiation sickness. To understand this, you need to know that radiation sickness is damage to your body caused by a large dose of radiation often received over a short period of time. This is acute. The amount of radiation absorbed by the body, the absorbed dose determines how sick you'll be. Radiation sickness is also called acute radiation sickness. Acute radiation syndrome or radiation poisoning. Although radiation sickness is serious and often fatal, it is rare. The initial signs and symptoms of treatable radiation sickness are usually nausea 
and vomiting. The amount of time between exposure and where these symptoms developed is an indicator of how much radiation a person has absorbed. After the first round of signs and symptoms, a person with radiation sickness may have a brief period with no apparent illness, followed by the onset of new, more serious symptoms. In general, the greater your radiation exposure, the more rapid and more severe your symptoms will be. There is no cure for radiation sickness. There is no cure for radiation sickness. So what of your long-term survival plans? If you have survived for a while, then the prognosis is good. Slowly the cleanup will begin. Pockets of people will join back together and civilization will continue. Before long, infrastructure will take place and cleanup will begin. The general message is prepare early and always know your survival plan. In the UK, during the Cold War, the wartime broadcasting service was run by the BBC on behalf of the government. It was intended to replace existing radio broadcasts in the event of a nuclear exchange. According to declassified papers, the recording of a well-known presenter would have been broadcast from a nuclear bunker at Wood Norton in Worcestershire and transmitted from nearby Droitwich. The script urged people to stay calm, remain in their homes, save water and make the most of tinned food supplies. It was hoped this, was, this would provide reassurance as well as information. If there had been a nuclear attack, people would still have heard the BBC and hopefully they would have taken heart. The service would also be used to make official government announcements. It was intended that there would have been a regional service performing similar functions for regional seats of government. BBC staff would have followed procedures set out in the War Book, a Cold War instruction manual that was declassified in 2009. Engineers in charge of transmitters had it in their safes, said the BBC historian Gene Seaton. The use of a well-known presenter was considered crucial. In June 1974, Harold Greenwood from the Ministry of Posts and Telecommunications warned that an unfamiliar voice would lead listeners to conclude that, perhaps after all, the BBC had been obliterated. If the blast happens, have your radio to hand and listen out for an emergency broadcast. There now follows a reading of the script that the BBC has recently released. This is the Wartime Broadcasting Service. This country has been attacked with nuclear weapons. 
communications have been severely disrupted and the number of casualties and the extent of the damage are not yet known. We shall bring you further information as soon as possible. Meanwhile, stay tuned to this wavelength, stay calm and stay in your own homes. Remember, there is nothing to be gained by trying to get away. By leaving your homes, you could be exposing yourself to greater danger. If you leave, you may find yourself without food, without water, without accommodation, and without protection. Radioactive fallout, which follows a nuclear explosion, is many times more dangerous if you are directly exposed to it in the open. Roofs and walls offer substantial protection. The safest place is indoors. Make sure gas and other fuel supplies are turned off and that all fires are extinguished. If mains water is available, this can be used for firefighting. You should also refill all your containers for drinking water after the fires have been put out, because the mains water supply may not be available for very long. Water must not be used for flushing toilets until you are told that toilets may be used again. Other toilet arrangements must be made. Use your water only for essential drinking and cooking purposes. Water means life. Do not waste it. Make your food stocks last. Ration your supply because it may have to last for 14 days or more. If you have fresh food in the house, use this first to avoid wasting it. Food in tins will keep. If you live in an area where a fallout warning has been given, stay in your fallout room until you are told it is safe to come out. When the immediate danger has passed, the sirens will sound a steady tone. The all clear message will also be given on this wavelength. If you leave the fallout room to go to the lavatory or replenish food or water supplies, do not remain outside the room for a minute longer than is necessary. Do not, in any circumstances, go outside the house. Radioactive fallout can kill. You cannot see it or feel it, but it is there. If you go outside, you will bring danger to your family and you may die. Stay in your fallout room until you are told it is safe to come out or you hear the all clear on the sirens. Here are the main points again. Stay in your home and if you live in an area where fallout warning has been given, stay in your fallout room until you are told it is safe to come out. The message that the immediate danger has passed will be given by the sirens and repeated on this wavelength. Make sure that the gas and all fuel supplies are turned off and that all fires are extinguished. Water must be rationed and only used for essential drinking and cooking purposes. It must not be used for flushing toilets. Ration your food supply. It may have to last for 14 days or more. We shall repeat this broadcast in two hours time. Stay tuned to this wavelength, but switch your radios off for now to save your batteries until we come on the air again. 
That is the end of this broadcast. You have been listening to a production of Galactic Netcasts. For more about the show you just listened to, including how to subscribe and give us feedback, plus additional podcasts from the Galactic Network, daily news features, videos, links to our social networks, and more, go to gncasts.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S dot com.